Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Post Post Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Chris Ronan. Um, I, I don't know what to say right now. If you guys can, if you guys are watching this, you guys might be able to tell. Uh, how was golf today, bud? Oh, it was great, dude. It felt so good to get back out there today. Like, yeah. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for the season now. Like, I didn't know if I was even going to be able to get out there this year with with Emma and with everything that's going on. Just how busy we're going to be, but. I, I was so happy to get out there and play around a golf, and uh, yeah, I think this is my year. How many beers did you crush? I I played golf. <laughs> I played golf, baby. That's what it's all about. That's just part of it, you know. That's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. Um, before we get into what we did last weekend, uh, let's get over some of these signs that just happened uh, this week in the NHL. And the Buffalo Sabres have signed defenseman Owen Power to a three-year entry-level contract. Um, I like this. We showed us a uh, video of him. I can't remember who it was, but he was completely undressed on the blue line and just got absolutely sunk. But Yeah, I'll, it was uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, one hand, tap off the boards around him and, and brought it into the zone and ended up scoring. So it was a tough look. Welcome to the show. But, I mean, uh, you know, 10 games left in the season. I mean, what, what do you expect? You know, he's on one of the worst teams in the league. St. Louis Blues are looking to push for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, not not a great look, but it's good that he's in the NHL and getting NHL experience um, at a young age. So. Yep. And that's where all these signs are coming from. So these are going to be all just uh, entry-level contract signs. There's a few more that oh, I'll just kind of skim through here. So the Blue Jackets signed uh, forward Kent Johnson to a three-year entry-level contract. And they also signed Nick Blackenberg to a one-year entry-level contract. Uh, the Seattle Kraken signed Matty Beniers to a three, uh, sorry, three-year entry-level contract. He was selected second overall to the Kraken last year. And then Arizona signed Nathan Smith to a two-year entry-level contract. So these are all contracts given to these new guys coming up. We might not even see him next season. You know, just. I think the teams that they got drafted to, I think you will just because they they have the spots open, the availability, and like they want to get their young guys up and running as soon as possible on these teams. Uh, but those first four names named uh, Owen Power, Kent Johnson, Nick Blankenberg, and Matty Beniers are all uh, Michigan players from this season on the Michigan Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Uh, very tough to see them lose in the semis in the Frozen Four, but all these guys are very highly talented, highly touted, and uh, I think they'll be able to step right in. They'll, they'll be next year's, you know, Lucas Raymond and uh, Moritz Siders, so we'll see. I, well, I hope that's how it goes. Wait and see and find out, you know? Future this of the is, league. This is the type. Uh, this is the time of year too. Where you see these guys, you know, thrown in to see what they got and maybe get the jitters out and figure things out. You know, it, it does kind of stink the fact that these guys are all on teams that aren't making the playoffs because it would have been nice to see them, you know, get get some playing time in the regular season and then be prepped and ready to, you know, see see what fast paced, high intensity playoff hockey looks like right. with these guys in it. You know, exactly. Yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. Sorry, speaking about. Uh, drafted into the NHL an entry level contract. How was uh How was the Sticky Sox Boston's best tournament? Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be drafted this year, but there's always next year. You know, like I got my hopes high. Yeah, uh, I could be the first 29 year old, you know, undrafted goalie to go to the show. Uh, really, really making a nice push this off season to get there. Uh, drinking a lot of beers, playing a lot of a lot of golf. So maybe someday. Maybe someday. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah, not focused on like the gym aspect, uh, the physical fitness part, the mental aspect. Like really not focused on any of that. Nothing but 
If any teams yeah. are interested, please reach out to my agent, my yeah. wife. I just have to check with her and make sure that I'm ready and available for yeah. next season. Just so. the arena was just buzzing. There are guys just sitting there taking notes, getting ready to call people and be like, "Hey, this is the guy first overall, you know, 2023." Yeah, I heard one guy was late for the uh, the plane. They couldn't even make it to the tournament on time. It was kind of wild that, like, you know, the first period, there's just no goalie. No it was, goalie it was fucking whatsoever. Insane. It's kind of insane. Um, insane to me right now. Just. Pretty pretty unprofessional move. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but uh, <laughs> sounds very familiar. Just kidding. I'm not going to lie. Are you talking about me? Talking, yeah, well, I mean, I well. think all the listeners thought it was me for a second there, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I we knew uh, last week when we were recording at like 11:30. We I think we got out of here at like 2 a.m. Yeah, I didn't get. And I was like, too. dude, I, I told, I felt it. I was like, I should have called Matt in the morning to see if he was up. But 8:30. <laughs> what were you? 8:30 start or 9:30? It was. Eight, no, it was a 9.30 start. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah I didn't get right. home till 2. And my alarm went off at 8. And I was like, <clears throat> sorry. So I shut it off, and my second alarm that I had was, like, 10 minutes later. And I must have shut that off, too, without thinking. And then all of a sudden, I just go right back to sleep. And uh, one of the guys from Sticky Socks calls me. And as soon as that phone went off, I was like, shit. That's the worst feeling in the world. Especially as the goalie, man. That's the yep. worst feeling in the world. Because it's not like a player. You can just throw your shit on and get yeah. on. Like, you're the goalie. Like, yeah, no one's going to call there. you if you're the player, too. They're yeah. like, oh, that's on him. <laughs> but, no, we, I, I mean, I won't speak for you, but I had a lot of fun. My team didn't, uh, didn't exactly do too well. We went 0-3. I think the finals were like... Five to one, seven to two, and six to one, or something like that. Um, I mean, we were in like the top division. The guys on the other teams were really good. Yeah, I got torched quite a bit. A lot of good shots. They took some good photos. I don't know if they saves. got some good ones for you. Thank you. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I felt good about myself, even though we got smoked. Yep. But the opportunities that I was up against, the saves I was making, I felt pretty good. But right. top level, you know, a team that never really played together before. So what it is, what it is. What about you? I had a fun time. I was novice. <clears throat> I asked. I was asking around to play, and uh, Pete just randomly texted me. No, called me. The, like literally, almost the night before. He goes, "Hey, there's this novice team that we have that Sticky Socks made up." And he goes, "You want to play?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I just want to get in there." And uh, it was like actual novice people playing against mm-hmm. like C people. Like, you no, know people just like drop down for these. <clears throat> Other than, other than absolutely getting lit up, I had a great time. And, uh, yeah, I was watching one of your games. You were One of your games was right after one of mine. So I showered and just kind of hung out in the stands and watched you. I can't remember who it was, but, yeah, the, oh, my God. The game that happened. you watched, man, that was, like, the best team that we played against. But apparently that team didn't make the finals. The other two teams that we played were yeah. better than them, I guess. Interesting. And we went to – so we played at, I th- what's, let's say, 1030 and then 330 or something like that, right? Between games, we went over to the uh, Fox and Hound, which is right down the street, and we were having some drinks. And then there's another group that was like pretty big, and they looked like hockey guys. So we we're like, "Oh, you guys in the tournament?" They're like, "Yeah, we ju- we got off the ice on the ice right after you guys, and got off and came over here." And the team we played against smoked us, and we were like, "Oh, geez, so, well that's good at least. Like maybe because we had just gotten smoked, we we're like maybe you'll be like more of our level." And they're like, yeah. "Yeah, hopefully." We play, and they blew us out of the water. So we're like, "Holy shit, we have to play that team that smoked them tomorrow morning." Mm-hmm. We played them, and and they weren't as good. So we were like, "Did they sandbag us and just like right. pre- like lie and say they got smoked when they were the team smoking them?" Mm-hmm. But apparently not, because that that second team didn't make the finals you know what i mean wow. so it was kind of weird but we we matched up very well against the first and third games and the mm-hmm. second game not so much so 
You can tell the people who have never played with each other versus the people who have yeah. played with each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it was a fun time. I really enjoyed it. It's It was different. It was, like, in the... Uh, in the parking lot, there's maybe two or three groups out there yeah. just kind of hanging out. Cornhole, like, tents, grills. Yeah. Back in the day, it was like massive, yeah, massive. But I mean, we yeah. were out there. We had we had my cooler. We had a speaker, and then we went over to like I said, Fox and Hound. But then the next morning, we had an 8 a.m. game. We were like, Jesus Christ, we had two guys back out, and I was like, Oh, floodgates are open. I feel like everyone's <laughs> gonna back out, you know. But we ended up having a good group, and uh, after the game, I think we had like 12 of us. Uh, I think it was like eight players and like four of their girls go oh, to nice. uh, go out for brunch. So we got some Bloody Mary, some mimosas. No, it's crazy that I, I noticed, especially on my uh, the team I was on, a lot of women playing. Yeah, uh, there I'll, were. We talked about this. I don't know if it was on the podcast or just personally, but I was I was telling you that I've I don't think I've ever played with another woman, and uh, ironically, that team I was on, there's three of them on there. Yeah. And one of them was saying there's a women's league in Massachusetts. I get, I think they're partnered with Powerplay Hockey League, but it's a women's league. I can't remember the actual name for it, but it's been around for, like, a long time. They had one running out of Hingham for a bit that was pretty, like, high level. Yeah. Pretty good talent. She was saying when she first started playing there, like, years ago, like 2011, 12, something like that, there was just four teams, and that was it in the league. Now mm-hmm. there's 45. It's, like, wow. skyrocketed. That has, so yeah. That's, that's good. That's crazy. It's crazy that like I've never really heard of it until now, but yeah, and I think that's like the female equivalent of like let's get out of the house and like you know go do something, you know, right? Like I don't know when it when it comes to like at least me and my wife when it comes to like women activities, there isn't really anything like physical, like you know a sports league or like even like a rec league or, or yeah. something to do. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool to see, you know, yeah, something for them to do. So, yep, both me and Chris just got lit up, but it was a good time. So, yep, had fun. Had fun, and now we That's move about on. it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's start talking about, like, uh, you know, real good players here. So, uh, so far, the Hart Trophy candidates here, the Hart tr- so for everyone listening, the Hart Trophy is an annual award for the most valuable player to the National Hockey League. What, you right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Austin Matthews has 19 goals and 10 assists on 90 shots on goal in the last 15 games. And Connor McDavid has 13 goals and 16 assists with six game-winning goals in the last 15 games. Uh, Connor McDavid won the heart last year. Out of the top two, who are we looking at? Igor Shosturkin is actually in this run, but goalies never really get the benefit of the doubt with these. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it, it's kind of nuts to see the Rangers having the third most points in the NHL right now, which is insane. Um, I mean, I think far and away it's going to be Austin Matthews just because of how much he's put the team on his back and how he's so close to cracking 60 goals and like potentially 65 like mm-hmm. he could even get by the end of the season. I don't think 70 is really in the realm of possibility right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he could have a couple hat-trick games and, and get there, but you know, it seems pretty far-fetched. Um, Connor McDavid, uh, I, I kind of looking at like and thinking about like MVP to the NHL, I see these two as like the front runners, right? But when it comes mm-hmm. to MVP for your team, there's a lot of better choices, I think. You know what I mean? Like, I just think the publicity, the teams they're on, the spotlight, like, these two guys are are the guys to choose between. But, like, 
But Jonathan Huberto has done so much for the Florida Panthers. Igor Shosturkin has really, you know, um, sped up the rebuild process in, in New York. Like, there's so many other guys across the league that I think have meant more to their team mm-hmm. and have done more for them. Like, when I think of the Hart Trophy, like, the first one that comes to mind for me is, like, a Taylor Hall with, like, the New Jersey Devils who single-handedly, like, brought them to the playoffs. Like, yeah. that's the kind of story I want for the Hart Trophy. Yeah. Whereas this year, I think it's, like, really focused on Points. who's doing the most for yeah. the hockey league, like, who's spreading the game. And yeah. Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid, like, you go up to any, like, young hockey fan, young kid, and ask them, like, who's your favorite player? Like, odds are it's going to be one, one of those, those. two. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. – um, in that sense, I mean, my vote probably goes to Austin Matthews, but I would rather see personally. I think, um, I think Roman Yossi this year, which mm-hmm. which is kind of nuts to say for him to win win the heart because right. he's got the Norris locked up. I think. But, oh yeah, hundred percent. What do you What do you got? But yeah, I'm actually with you with Austin Matthews. Uh, yeah, Austin Matthews. I feel like every time you like you scroll him through Austin Matthews, his memes is just. He's just he's become the face, you know. He's been coming yeah. the face of like the Toronto organization and now the NHL. Two covers know? on the NHL games too, you know. Yeah. That's huge. Yep. And 19 goals in 15 games is insane. He's on a tear. Yeah. That's just like that's that's an unreal number. But this this season has been unbelievable. We keep seeing like videos of like Trevor Zegers and Troy Terry, like those duos, like. With Zegers behind the net, like randomly no look pass between the legs to Troy Terry, who's like right at this perfect spot. Yeah, that, you know? that guy has reinvented Gretzky's office, and and just that team in general really knows like where each other are gonna be on the ice. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. It's it's just insane. So I, I'll be curious to see who uh, who actually wins this. But yeah, I guess my my take right now is Austin Matthews. Just with you, you know. Uh, moving on from that, uh, Minnesota State Hockey, Dryden McKay is the 2022 Hobie Baker Award winner. He became the first goalie to win it since Ryan Miller and did it as an undrafted NHL free agent. The Hobie Baker Award is an annual award given to the top national collegiate men's ice hockey player, which is cool stuff. Um, again, another award that you know kind of skips by goalie so when you see this you're like oh wow cool goalie gets it and then getting your name right next to ryan miller who's an absolute legend in the nhl you know yeah so that must have been like early 2000s that he won that award which is kind of nuts to me like it's been over 20 i don't know if flurry went through the ncaa program i doubt he did being like french canadian or or wherever the hell he's from but um I, i just think like these goalies can be such a flash in the pan and such like a like a big spotlight and focus on them and High pressure, high situation, high pressure situation, I should say. Um, and then they get to the NHL and they're like, wow, this is like a whole nother level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at like a Malcolm Subban. He's just like a, at this point, kind of like the main backup in the league. Right. When he's considered like a first round draft pick for a goalie. Like, mm-hmm. it's nuts. But um, I think Marc Andre Fleury is one of the last like highly drafted goalies that has really withstood the test of time and been a name almost every year in the NHL, you know? I totally forgot Subban was picked up by Vegas during that whole uh, draft. Yeah, they left him unprotected, so he went over as their backup yeah. behind Flurry, I think. I guess, uh, yeah, the Bruins were, like, trying to put – I guess they wanted to protect Subban and couldn't. So it's it's kind of funny that the Bruins, like, were – I don't think they wanted to. I think that the, the choices were there and the chips fell where they did. I think they yeah. could protect X amount of goalies, and he kind of fell to the wayside. Like, you weren't going to, you know – uh, mortgage the farm on him, you know. Right, so, exactly. But yeah, you're it'd be right. Be a big he's, gamble he's, to keep him over Rask, or uh, at that time it was Halak, I believe, when they were Halak, doing the draft. So yeah. huh. I don't blame them for that. No, 
But congratulations to Dryden McKay. Uh, that was actually really cool to see. The fact that he's an undrafted NHL free agent, too. Like He played and, so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played you really have, you well. You have to see him, right? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I saw the 5-1 semis win, and then um, they ended up winning the championship over Denver. No, they lost to Denver, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. But know what I know what I found out, too, actually? When he was presented that award, he played Thursday night in Boston, had to drive down and accept the award in person on Friday in New York, and then drive back Saturday. Because yeah. I remember seeing a video of the team celebrating in the locker room going nuts, like, way to go, like, you know, cheering for Dryden McCabe. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, I just saw him in Boston Thursday. Why is he not with the team? He dr- had to drive down and accept the award, award in person Jesus. and then drive back to Boston. I was like, that's kind of a pain in the ass. You'd think, like, with the f- championship of the, the NCAA being in Boston, they would have the award ceremony in Boston. In Boston yeah. I don't know. I thought it was kind of nuts. Oh, that's weird to think about. I didn't know about that. Damn. Oh. Poor Maybe that's why I lost. <laughs> <laughs> the drive eight hours in two days. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. It's like that third third game in the uh, Sticky mm. Socks Boston's best. You're like, ah. 8 a.m. hungover. No, yeah. I'm good. No, I'm good. I'll throw. <laughs> Uh, New York Islanders coach Barry Trotz uh, threw a stick on the ice to get the referee's attention to call for a timeout. Uh, it was not too happy. We got a few different angles, and all of a sudden a stick comes out. How do you feel about that? I feel like th- didn't they make them serve a, a minor penalty for yeah, it too? Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense to give them the penalty, but it's like at a certain point, what is he supposed to do? Yeah. How is he going to get your attention? I want to take a timeout. You're not noticing me, so yeah. like, I don't know. What else do you do what there? Else you know, do you, do? you gotta you gotta make. What am I, what's the word? You gotta make some noise. You gotta get I mean, attention. I mean, I guess uh, it's like get your your right defenseman and right wing to to notice you, and then have him grab the ref or grab the center and figure it out. But that's kind of nuts. I, I mean, you can't be chucking sticks in the ice, so no. it's a deserved call. But just uh, just tough for him. Yeah, I mean, you're looking for a timeout. That's that's like some that's important stuff. Something, yeah, something yeah. Random, you know, it's a pretty key situation. Barry Trotz has been around a long time, so, I mean, when he's fed up, he's fed up, oh, I guess. Oh, he's fed up, yep. Yeah. He's at that point now in his craze, just like, I don't care anymore, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it almost like the way that he chucked the stick, he was slapping it on the boards, nothing, and he just threw it out there like, yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot he was, like, slamming against the boards. I'm like, how do the refs, like, not under, like... Dude, those places get rocking. Yeah. Think about how loud it is when you're there, you know? Right. Or if they have, like, you know, the noise meter up oh, on, yeah. like, the, the Jumbotron. And, like, in the NFL, dude, they, they would call... Um, the Seattle Seahawks fans, it was like the 12th man like in the arena, and it would just be they would just be cranking like so loud that te- other teams would have to call a timeout. Like the the center can't even hear the quarterback oh, when wow. he's in shotgun formation calling for him to snap the ball. He's like Holy clapping shit. his hands like, and the dude's just sitting there like trying to figure out like when I he's calling for it. Yeah, yeah. so That's... they would get like delay of game penalties and stuff. It was pretty funny. It That's worked. Nuts. Yeah. Wow. Whatever works. It's all part of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like basketball. Oh, like the fans on like the back of the uh, basket, like the uh, home fans are just like kind of like waving. Yeah, kinda. in in uh, college they'll have giant. I would be pissed if I was sitting behind the guy, but giant like print out heads of people, like <laughs> players, just to distract them. So funny. Block I'm sure, like, I'm three sure rows it gets guys. Oh yeah, even, in, even yeah. in the professionals, I'm sure like he gets. There's something like so good that like. Oh. And even like the backboards are glass, so you're looking like trying to take a shot, and there's just like a giant face on the other <laughs> side waving. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I never think about how difficult that would be, you know, especially if you're like a fan that that knows like yeah, you could see this. Yeah, right. Glass, right? <laughs> uh, moving off of uh, Barry Trotz, uh, we have the Penguins. Uh, 
Sidney Crosby gets tied up with Nick Dowd and then Sucker punches him in the face to zero punishment. Along with uh, Crosby here, we have Gino slashes and then cross-checks Predators Mark Borowski, Borowski, sorry, in the face and was given a four-game suspension. Uh, why is Crosby able to get away with things like this? It's Crosby, baby. Yep. That's what it's all about. I've been around the league long enough. Like, I'm your guy. You're not going to do anything and... That is what it is, man. Like, I'm just going to fucking punch this guy in the jaw and pretend like everything's fine. It almost, it almost seemed like Nick Dowd, like, tied his stick up underneath his arm and, and Crosby got pissed and literally turned around and suckered him. I think they were down maybe 3 nothing at that point mm. to Washington and he was just fed up. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know why he didn't get fined at least. Or like, I would have expected something. a 5K fine for that. Um, and then the the Gino cross check was was pretty brutal, and it, yeah. it wasn't a situation where he went to like cross check him in like the chest, and it rode up his stick and got him. He literally Just like straight, straight for face. the face, straight for the teeth, and yeah. uh, Borowicki ate that man right, yep. right to the face. Four games is kind of long. I kind of expected two or three after the other slash we saw earlier right. this season. Mm-hmm. I forget who it was, but he only got two games for it. Same shit, different day. Yeah, this kind of shined a light on like all the players that were complaining about Crosby. That just like you know people are just complaining about him and stuff and. Like, why the hell is he not? Why is he getting away with that kind of stuff? And I, this, like, this was just blatant. Like, I don't understand how like the league, the league can go back and see this stuff and be like, okay, yeah, we're gonna have a talk with Crosby, but like nothing. At yeah, all. it's just such a double-edged sword because yeah, he gets away with this, but then on the other hand, like, probably not now because he's older and like been around the league longer. But back in the day, like, he would be so much better than guys that he'd be breaking into the zone and, like, they can't keep up. So they're literally slashing at his hands, his wrists, his skates, anything they can get away with. And Crosby would get less calls because he's that much better because that's how they would have to play him and keep up with him. And Crosby would look to the ref. I I mean, early on in his career, people were giving him shit for, like, crying to the refs, looking for help. But, like, dude, that guy was getting mugged out there and the refs wouldn't call it because that's just how they had to play defense on him to even be able to maintain and keep up with him. So. I don't know. It's a double-edged sword at that point. Yeah. This is one that he got away with, I'd say. All right. Yep. Um, moving on from the Penguins, we have the Canadians. Nick Suzuki gifted a young fan a stick and then was asked to return the stick or leave the arena by Bell Center employees. Um, I, we talked about this, like, this week when this came out. Because we went down this rabbit hole of talking about, I think the fans have gotten a little too comfortable asking for sticks, and it's, like, gotten pretty much out of hand for, like, any little thing. be like, hey, like, well, I'll bring Crosby in. i be like, Crosby, I'll give you, like, this chocolate bar for, like, a stick, you know? And be like, okay, here's my $300 stick for your chocolate bar, you know? And uh, it just doesn't make sense because, like, it happens in, like, the beginning of the game and they're able to sit down there and keep it. Whereas, I, for some reason, this kid, it's a – we're not talking about, like, double-edged sword. It's just, like, why can they sit there in the yeah. arena and they can't – and this yeah. poor kid can't, you know? Yeah, it happens so often across the league. You'd think that they would be able to say, like, I, I brought up the point of, like, in the NBA, if you get the game ball, like, it lands to you, you have two options. You can throw the ball back and stay and watch the game, or you can take the ball with you and leave. Like, you have to leave right then and there. But I, I made that point, but at the same time, all across the league, you're giving sticks, like, left and right, warm-ups after the game, whatever. And nothing. Like, you can you can stay, you can chill, it's your stick, whatever. So mm-hmm. it was kind of weird to see um, this this fan run into that issue, but at the same token, it is Montreal, and um, they fucking suck, so that's probably what that is. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Pieces of shit, dude. Throwing <laughs> kids out of stadiums. For getting a stick, right? And they tweeted, so the dad tweeted, and uh, Nick Suzuki responded, too. He goes, dude, what? Yeah. Like, even he was just like, you kidding me? 
Because yeah, they I mean, considered you make a, a weapon. A little kid holding yeah. a stick is a weapon. You, you might, like, I, that's why I felt there might have been, like, another side of this story in the sense of, like, they said that he, he was using it like a weapon in a sense. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Jesus. what's this kid doing? Yeah, right. But I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know the full story, so it's it's kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, you make it big enough of a stink online, you'll probably he'll probably end up with, like, free tickets next season or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'll be at the first playoff game. I know the stick, yeah. Yeah, and then get thrown out again. <laughs> <laughs> get thrown out again. Now, I'm going to stay on Canadians news here. Uh, my boy, at least, uh, Carey Price, uh, made a season debut tonight where they lost 3 nothing to the Islanders, but got a standing ovation from the Montreal crowd when he hit the ice. Uh, Carey Price, back in action. Oh, joy. Okay, sorry, move, uh, should I move on from oh, that? Oh, joy. Okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm so thrilled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there was talk about this for, like, just the past in, two Just months, in time for playoffs. happened. Oh my God, that that was hysterical. <laughs> that was this morning we we found out about this. I'm like, hey, Carey Price is starting tonight, and you're just like, I wonder if he's gonna start in the playoffs. I'm like, Chris, why would the Canadians be in the playoffs this season? And you're like, doy. Well, yeah, it went over your head too, because that was just yep. fucking. I was throwing it at you as a joke. I was like, well, fuck yeah, obviously they're out of the playoffs. <laughs> like, it went over my head, and then my comment went over your head, and just it was just a mess. It's hard to express. How you talk through like yeah text, through text you know? definitely hundred yep. mm-hmm. percent. Um, another talking about Carey Price here. Yeah, this is something I brought up to you, uh, I think before the whole Carey Price thing too. And I asked Chris this week. Jake Allen and Sam Montebo have been a solid tandem for Montreal, though their stats don't show it. When Carey Price officially comes back, who gets moved? Also to add to this, Jake Allen is now out for the remainder of the season with a groin injury. So add that to. Uh, now that's the whole injury loot. But now you have three goalies. I like Sam Montebeau, and Jake Allen's been solid too, and now Carey Price is coming back. Which which one of those guys moves, and now who's Carey Price's backup? Take your pick. No one cares. Kane and Primo's the future. That's <laughs> all that matters. That's where I stand. How do you Where's feel? Where's Kane and Primo been? Is he Down the minors. Up right now? No, he's in the minors right now because they got Jake Allen and Montebeau who have been Solid, but Jake well, Jake Allen is solid, now. but their stats don't show it. Like, what does that mean, dude? <laughs> Fucking tells you everything. They're not good. The not team good. is not good. The so team in general is just not good. Yeah, so but it doesn't talk, matter, man. We talked about all the injuries they have, so that's the reason why they're not good. Yeah, so it doesn't matter, then, does it? You know what I mean? Right. At the end of the day, they're but all take, just gonna take a hundred percent Montreal team like we had last season that brought themselves like the Stanley Cup Finals, right? Flash in the pan. Flash in the pan. Won't happen again. Won't happen again. You I don't mean, think so? Corey Perry's gone. Um, who's the guy that went to L.A.? Um, not not Jonathan Drewin. Jonathan Drewin's injured. Yeah. The young guy that went to L.A. Jesus Christ, putting you on the spot here. Um, but uh, I don't know. The the team isn't gonna happen again. I don't think. Yeah, they they might not even make playoffs next year, in my opinion. Um, but we'll see. Doesn't matter who you take in net at the end of the day. I love your take. It's great. Yeah, thanks. Cannon Primo, future of the uh, Canadians. That's all that matters, you know? You, you grow the young guy, you, you put your chips in on him and sell high while you can on someone. Sell I mean, Price? Yeah, let's sell high on Carey Price. You might not play next season. Let's sell high on Jake Allen, who's got a groin injury, and <laughs> let's sell high on Sam Montembeau, who, who the fuck is that? Yep. <laughs> Kane Primo doesn't need a backup. That's all we need to know. Yeah, I guess. We'll just take one of those uh, e-bugs from, like, every team. Oh, the shooter tutor. Slap that in there. Those things are pretty fucking good. (laughs) Better than me and you. (laughs) Combined. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, Kane Primo. Well, what's your opinion on it? What do you think? 
Well, I just have those three goalies that I was talking about because it's been Jake Allen and Sam Montebo. Yeah, Caden Primo is down in the bond right now, getting better. And I do want Caden Primo to come up. I've, I've always been a fan of him. But next season, say Carey Price comes back full. <clears throat> You're right. Say if uh, Carey Price comes back full swing next season, Jake Allen, I think, is proved himself to be like a solid a solid goaltender and Sam Montebal has been great you could sell high on both <coughs> and I feel like Jake Allen would be the one to go and have Sam Montebal back up Gary Price how are you going to sell high on both and then keep all three of them what do you mean what do you mean who do you want you just said sell I high I on said, both I, no, no no I said you could sell high on both so who are you selling I, high on I'm going to sell high on Jake Allen and keep who Sam Price Montibu. is your starter and Montebal is back in the backup all right. Price just lost three nothing tonight and hasn't I'm played a, all season. Dude, he hasn't played all season. You give him exactly, and you're gonna keep him. You're gonna keep him just because what? His name's Carey Price. Yeah, he had he 19 saves on. Uh, that's your go-to stat. That's my go-to stat. He had 19 saves. 19 on 22. That's not good. No, that's not good at all. Nope. <laughs> He's my guy. No, that's an empty net of that third fanboy. Fanboy. What? What happened? Fanboy uh, alert. Don't, don't, don't look at me. <laughs> Just because I like Harry Price, don't don't give me shit. I, that's why I think you can sell high on him. You can get you can get good value on a name like that, like maybe a San Jose Sharks who's uh, looking like shit anyways. Why not sell to them? Dude, the They'll base, have a new GM next year. That fan base would burn Bell Center down after his return today. That whole standing ovation. Dude, no way. And I then, think Montreal is done with with Carey Price. You think so? I think like after last season, they said. Thank you so much. Like it's your time to ride off into the sunset, kind of thing. Like we're fucked, dude. We're a dumpster fire right now. Like yeah. if we can get draft picks, a high, a high value player, something in return for you before you ride off into the sunset and basically become like, in, in a sense, right? Look at it as a business. Like mm-hmm. this guy played that well last season. You haven't seen him play much this year, so people still think that he can compete at that kind of level. If you can get value out of him and move him somewhere else, rather than keep him and let him fizzle out and, and you know, burn away slowly, you can you can sell him off high and, and get something in return for him, you know, rather than just let him turn into nothing. You yeah. Know? I don't know. That that would be that'd be my an way of looking at it. That'd be an interesting postseason like move, you know. I don't know who would want him personally. I think Montreal's gonna you don't, be stuck with You him. don't know anyone that would if want he him. didn't go to Seattle on the expansion draft, I don't know what's gonna get him out of there. I think what I, I think what would hurt him the most is his contract. He's was it ten mil AAV right now? It's brutal. It's it's fucking through the roof. There are not what, what many team, goalies. That what that team much. right now be, besides Florida that picked up Sergey Bobrovsky would uh, is willing to give Price ten mil. Yeah, I mean that that's also part of the trade though. You can retain a quarter or half some amount of his salary and and now it's more feasible, more able to do. Oh, and yeah. at that point, um, you look at like a Hampus Lindholm who came over to the Bruins, they retained half his salary and sent a shitload over for him. Like maybe they can make out like bandits the same way Boston did over Anaheim. So oh, yeah. Something like that. Maybe. Ooh. I got ideas in my head now. Through the whole trade carry price and they could do things. They could. They could. It could, it could revitalize the uh, the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on here to uh, good old Boston Bruins because uh, we always have Boston Bruins uh, 
to talk about here. During the game versus Tampa, Alex Killorn uh, loses a stick, and Brad Marchand picks it up and tosses it to him like the good guy that he is. Did you see that thing that I said? Yeah, if you ask me, it kind of seemed like he threw it at him. He was trying to injure him. There was some some intent to injure. I think he was aiming for his eye. Yeah, it could have been. Maybe his head. (laughs) You know, just like it was like a spear. Like, like, see in the playoffs, bitch. I don't know. It was kind of weird to see Martian do that. Like, he just, I would assume, like, he'd pick it up and just kind of, like, toss it to, like, the other side of the rink. It makes me think of, uh, I think it was a playoff series, too. I don't know who we were playing, but Marshawn's lining up for the draw on, like, the left wing, and he takes his left skate and literally steps on another player's blade and snaps (laughs) his stick. And the player's like, what the fuck? fuck Like, holding it to the ref, like, he just did this. No no call, nothing. So funny. Nothing at all. He gets away with so much. That's why they call him the rat, you know? But I thought – I was watching that, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny to okay, see. Hey, maybe he turned his career around, and then tomorrow he'll be licking some dude's cheek. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yep. He just, he just did that to look good just for that game, you know. Um, I didn't put this in the notes, but I showed you, which we both thought was weird. A referee in, the, in a Boston game will kick the puck to a Bruins player. Did you see that? I'm starting to think that was just, like, normal reaction. You know, I've played hockey for so long. Like, I don't know. You feel like you see a puck and be like, you know, just – I think, honestly, it was a back of the mind. Like, So the first pass that goes up, it was, I think it was from a Boston player out of the zone, and it hits the ref's skate, and it goes right to Anaheim, and the Anaheim player accidentally throws it back to the to ref, him, yeah. and the ref is like, I interfere with the last play. I should kick I it towards kick Boston. Yeah. So he does, and, and I'm like, you don't fucking do that. You know good. what I mean? Yeah. You skate away, you get the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It happens. You get in the way. Like, at the end of the day, they're not going to bitch, but like you do something like that, and now it's like, you kind of look like you're favoring one team, here, right? You right, hundred percent. I don't know. It, it looked it looked weird. I remember what I I just saw it today. I was like, whoa, that's that's kind of weird, you know. Uh, moving on, we have the LA Kings. Drew Doughty is done for the remainder of the season after having success, successful wrist surgery. Kings are currently hanging on in third in the Pacific, and Drew Doughty is one of the best players. This will be a big blow to the team that you talked about. The West is not as dialed in in the East as uh, it for the playoffs run. So who's uh, – oh, shit, I didn't even look it up. Who's fourth for uh, the Pacific right now? Right now, the Vegas Golden Knights have 87 points, but the Stars have 89. So those two teams look like they're going to be in as your wild card seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the Kings are, are right now matching up against the Edmonton Oilers, which is going to be a tough matchup. But at the same time, it's like you can kind of get away with a win there. You, yeah. you might be able to pull that series off. Mm-hmm. And I think personally, like looking at the LA Kings, how young they are with everything around a Drew Doughty, mm-hmm. I almost think that he might be like fuck it i'm i'm just gonna give it all i have and, and get back out there and play through this injury just like this is my last kick of the can kind of thing you know um this is a, like our last real opportunity cal peterson's been really hot and jonathan quick's starting to show like hey i'm i'm still like you know a good goaltender in this league yeah. so i don't know we'll see but it would suck to see drew doughty miss the rest of it by yeah by that injury 100 percent wouldn't be this uh, time of year too well i did a little breakdown on the la kings a few episodes ago and drew doughty's like up there. It was like literally one of their best players. Yeah, he's lugging minutes too. Yep. Uh, Sweet out goalies for the Hurricanes. Uh, Freddie Anderson skates up to the bench during a delayed penalty and then ends up playing the puck and backpassing it at center ice. Memoirs of Patrick Waugh, who it wasn't even a delayed penalty. He just took the puck and just skated. He actually got a penalty for it because he took it over the center center line. line. (laughs) I'm like, wow, the, the balls, you know? But Freddie Anderson can look like he played. It looked looked pretty cool. 
I got nothing really to add to that. I thought that was just some cool. You know, yeah, he did look about. sharp doing it. It was kind of odd because of the way that when you're on a delayed penalty as a goalie, you literally like just gun for the bench. Yeah. Uh, it was second period. So he's on the far side of the ice. He's trying to go across the red line. And I think he does realize, like, oh, shit, the puck's on my stick. And then he's, like, about to cross the red line, hits the brakes, and, and sends it back. So yeah. it was a good play. It worked out well. But, mm. um, yeah, that could that could have ended poorly, too. Very well, actually not, puck. because if the other team touches it, it's a dead dead puck. So, right. I mean, no real risk there. So why yeah. not do it? Yeah, you're right. Pretty funny. Uh, and then we have some news for next. Oh, sorry. Uh, then we have some news for next year. The Winter Classic, the 2023 Winter Classic, will be played at Fenway Park with Boston versus now Fenway Boston Sports Group owned Penguins. It's going to be pretty much Boston versus Boston at Fenway Park in Boston. Yeah, it's it's pretty much just a giant money grab scam by the league, uh, putting this all into Fenway Sports Group's wallet because they own the Boston Bruins, they own the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they own the Boston Red Sox. So they're taking their two NHL teams and playing an outdoor game, which is the biggest money grab of the season, and putting it in their own ballpark. Right. So they're, they're just, like, raking it out on this one. This is mm. going to be nuts. But um, it should be a good game. I mean, Boston and Pittsburgh this season are, are like, almost neck and neck. Like, yeah. Pittsburgh's playing out of their ass, and no one's really talking about them. No. Um, the Bruins are in the fourth seed in the Atlantic right now and in the Metropolitan. Uh, the Penguins are in third currently. And it kind of seems like nothing's really going to change in the East. Right. So I would like to see them see each other in the conference finals, but mm. – I don't know if that will happen. That would be a nice preview for the outdoor game next year, and right. it could make some bad blood for an outdoor game, which would be kind of nice. Right. Because, like, there's not a lot of bad blood in outdoor games lately. No. You know? Nothing. Like, no, like, Montreal versus Boston or Battle of Alberta, you know? Yeah. Back when, um, oh, what was the, Canada had their own outdoor, it was, like, the outdoor. Uh, yeah, Heritage Classic. Heritage Classic, yeah. And, yeah, we don't have that anymore. But it, you're right. It's nice. Thanks. <laughs> Fairway Park is just like a money grab to begin with. I can't tell you how many people just like come to Boston and be like, let's go to like a sauce game. Let's go to Fairway Park. You know, it's just, it's like that historical. If I'm spot not mistaken, to to. too, I think I heard that they're going uh, cashless. No more cash at Fenway Park. It's all electronic, which is nuts. Really? Yeah, kind of crazy. No more spewing money at like the guys giving. Well, you dude, a now it's even stuff. better because they don't even need you to pull out your wallet. It's just like fucking here you go. Send it. That's nuts. Yeah, we, you don't even know how much you're spending when you go to the ball game because it's just swipe, swipe, swipe. And then you're gonna get, you're gonna get like just like the NHL at front of my pocket. You get signs. Why is beer fourteen dollars? Yeah. And why am I just finding out about this at the end of the game? There's this new one at the TD Garden too. I haven't been in there, but apparently, like they, you walk in and they have like I don't know how it works, but like it almost scans your credit card as you walk in. Take whatever the fuck you want, and they know what you took, and you walk out, and it just charges you for it straight to your card. I don't get how that works. Yeah, and then in Dallas, there's one too. I think it was Dallas. They said you literally like scan. There's they give you a sheet when you sit in your seat. You mm-hmm. scan what you want when you want it, and someone will come down with it. Like here's your shit. Oh, are you kidding? Isn't me? That nuts. You don't even get up. That's dude. like the way of the future, dude. That'd be that'd be awesome, right? Dude. So you know, it, I think it might have been ballpark though for baseball because then it's like, you know, how they got the dudes coming down like cotton candy, yeah. all that shit, right? You just fucking bang, 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 and then they'll come to you with it, you know. So. Dude, the future's scary right now. You ever yeah. see Wally? Yeah, we're getting so close. Oh, dude, we are. We're, we're already there. So America's close. there, bro. Guys, just like not leaving like their chair, just like over obese, overtly obese, and just like just a press of a button, be like, feed me. You know, yeah, it's gonna be America, bro. Oh God, what a time to be alive. 
and can't wait. Obese. Yeah, give me ten years and well, probably do a podcast from a chair. That oh god, we're already oh in god. chairs. God, no, it's already started. Wally, oh, Wally. <laughs> That's scary to think about right now. I don't want to do that. Uh, moving on, uh, uh, we're gonna go back to Buffalo here. We have a uh, random Buffalo a fact that came out this week. Uh, they won the season series three to one versus the Toronto Maple Leafs this season and outscored them nineteen to ten. And is the only team that beat Toronto three sorry three times this season. What? What? Yeah, I mean they were hot out of the gate. Remember that at the beginning of the season, they yeah. were like oddly like first or second seed in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second half of the year, like I don't know, the past three weeks or so, they've gotten pretty pretty hot too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's something that like they have their number, like they match up well against that team. Kind of like I was saying to you, the team that got smoked in the ten thirty or sorry the three thirty at um, the Boston's Best Tournament, they just didn't match up well and got smoked, and then yeah. we played against them, and they smoked us. So I think it's just one of those things. Um, they just have their number. And I, I feel like throughout the week you'll send me ones like, how does this even happen? It's like anything can happen any given night. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like you have an off night as a goalie. You have an off night as a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit happens. Like it. Shit happens. What do you got, dude? I don't know. I, I just I just don't know. It's I've been like a huge underdog fan for like Buffalo the past few weeks. I'm loving seeing this. It's just funny that the fact that Buffalo out of like every team is the only team in the NHL that was able to beat Toronto three times. It's like it, it's their curse. But yeah, you're right. It's like it's always that random team that just like you have like the most trouble with. And it could be just like a handful of players or just like two players that for some reason just like know how to play against you whereas like a bunch of other teams don't and they just they're able to take advantage of it you know i don't know it's just it was just fun fact for me it was fun fact for you maybe but it was maybe fun fact for the people listening in i i just think my favorite thing of it is when you see a team that's out of the playoffs just throwing anything at the wall and and seeing what sticks and just taking points away from a team that's trying to get like certain seating, certain placement in in their playoff run, like mm-hmm. that would piss me off so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Or or even like um, like you're trying to qualify for the playoffs and there's some bum team that you're up against and like you need to beat them to get in and they end up beating you and you're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that would piss me off so much. Like, why do you even care, dude? You're already out of the playoffs. Just fucking roll over and die. Let me <laughs> let me get in. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like fuck that, uh, yeah, that aggravates right? the shit out of me. Yeah, that would if yeah. I was in in the league. Right, I'd be like, Jesus, why are you even trying? <laughs> Just let me fucking win. <clears throat> uh, let's move over to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Ryan Hartman was fined four thousand two hundred and fifty dollars for giving Evander Kane the finger. This all came after a scrum between five Wild players versus one Evander Kane. Um, to add to that, Anna Kane, who's Evander Kane's ex-wife, Venmoed Hartman $200 to put toward his fine. Uh, you weren't a fan of that at all. You thought that was kind of scummy. Um, oh, yeah? When did I say that? Yeah, you said that. That's in, interesting. You said that in, yeah, you're put just some like, nice words good. in my mouth there. Yep. <laughs> he was also receiving help by fans to pay his fine that it got to the point that he took to Twitter and tweeted that he was overwhelmed by the support and loves his fans, but he'd be paying the fine with his own money. And instead, with the money he was receiving, he was going to donate it, donate it to Children's Minnesota, which is a children's hospital. Uh, so good guy, Ryan Hartman. I guess uh, just to put everything in perspective, it was today 
Uh, today's Friday at 7 p.m. That was when he was cutting everyone off at Venmo and all that money was going toward. That's so nice. Like, what a good guy. He's, he's like, really helping the youth, like, donating to a children's hospital and just flipping the bird and teaching children that it's okay to say fuck you, Evander Kane. You're a piece of shit. But you know what? All my fine money is going to go to the children's hospital. <laughs> kids this guy right here it, it was kind of interesting guy. like I, I don't know how it started it, it didn't even have to do with Kane or Kaprasov but there was uh Edmonton Oilers player like skating the offensive blue line in the wild zone and, and the wild defenseman kind of slashed at like the back of his legs he turns around and says something and Kane comes in and just like blows up Kaprasov for getting involved with with the Oilers player and then everyone's like yeah fuck that you're not going to touch Kaprasov so five wild guys are on him Hartman and him actually get into it the refs break it up and be dumb NHL refs like they usually are and yep. just take the fun out of the game mm-hmm. um <laughs> but and then hartman was pretty pissed that he couldn't go with him so he, he flips him the bird uh, a la andrew ferentz yeah um, oh yeah but, that's right yeah usually like for fines like this like ryan hartman's like trying to be the big macho man and say like oh don't worry i'm gonna pay this with my own money yeah right dude the team's all chipping in. he's probably paid oh, yeah. like 300 bucks max um but no it, it is cool to see him donate the money to children's hospital it's yep. just funny to see that the money he's donating is all fine money from Telling someone fuck you, you basically, <laughs> <laughs> just flipping someone off, you know. Um, yeah, you're right about that. Well, Anna Kane stirring the pot big time though. Oh, what a piece of shit, right? It's fucking hilarious. I, it was just funny. This uh, she's wild. I wonder if he accepted it or if he just rejected it. Because you can do that on Venmo. You can be like, oh, yeah. no, I'm not. I, I was confused this. that fans were able to find his Venmo. Like, imagine looking for like an NHL player yeah. Venmo and be like, yeah, this is the guy. Dude, know? someone, uh, someone. this is off topic, but uh, Scotty Scheffler, uh, the guy that won the Masters last weekend, someone found his Venmo and Venmo requested him, I think it was like $800, this is probably wrong, but requested the money and said, um, he's like, this is for the money that I, I what was it? The money I would have won if you didn't four-putt the last hole because he had him to win at, like, negative 11, like, for a final score. Mm-hmm. And he had, he four-putt and ended up bringing his score up to negative eight. So he fucking didn't win the bet because of that. And he Venmo requested what he would have won from Scotty Scheffler, who made, like, millions. But Scheffler rejected it like a scum lord, dude. He should have paid it. It would have been so fucking funny. But that would have opened the floodgates for the oh, golfers, God. dude. Yeah. Would have been every time, oh, I had so much money riding on you. <laughs> That'd be different with golf. Like it'll be like the same with sticks and NHL, but golf now people yeah. like Venmo requesting money. But that's well, like that video uh, we saw from like back in the day. Uh, this is golfer that putted into like the into the hole, and like there was like ten guys that jumped into the hole. Yeah, that's that fucking weird, dude. That was weird. They were all dressed up in like high class, like forties or fifties, like just Grass regular wear, and, shit. and they're just diving out, bunch of simp's. <laughs> <laughs> All over a golfer's like game-winning putt, like sick, dude. <laughs> they didn't have Venmo at the time, and they were all like that going for the, the ball, dude. Thing. If I was one of those guys going for the ball, I would have got up and went after the dude and took his club. <laughs> like, Give me the fucking putter, dude. <laughs> that's this is worth more than the fucking ball. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, I, I, I completely messed. Uh, uh, put through words in your mouth what you said with uh, Anna Kane, but you were just like, yeah, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a bad move to do that to your ex, you know. Yeah, I don't think I said anything about it. I don't think I said a single thing about. Maybe I'm. I don't words. think. I, yeah, I'm I don't think I commented on it, but Ugh. it was weird. She's yeah. she's a psycho, I think, in the in the sense of the whole Evander Kane situation and what she's tried to do, dragging his name through the mud. But <laughs> hey, yeesh. Yeesh. you know, uh, the office just that uh, Steve Carell face. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. <laughs> 
Moving off of that, we have the Washington Capitals. Toronto's Jack Campbell leans over the post to play a puck, and Tom Wilson runs him over. Uh, Jack Campbell did come out and say it wasn't intentional, and it was basically no harm, no foul. He also said Tom Wilson's a good guy. He met him in the... Uh, yeah, he's an outlier in the league. Yeah. I, I love seeing the memes online when something happens, like like a Brad Marchand or, or something. And like, what's the last one? Oh, like let's say like uh, Evgeny Malkin when he when he cross checked that guy in the face yeah. on uh, Nashville, cross check him in the face. And the top comments like Tom Wilson should be suspended four games for this. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. They're so good. There was a really good one the other day that that was like relevant. I was like, yes, I'm so glad someone said this. <laughs> i never seen those before. Oh, dude, it's like on anything that like someone either gets suspended or should be suspended for, something like scummy, they're like, Tom Wilson Tom should Wilson be suspended, should suspended for this. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was interesting to see Jack Campbell almost back the opposing player and say, like, that's fine. Yeah. And that's like um, the other side of the fence when you see uh, Trevor Zegers commenting on, like, a Jay Beagle play. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Campbell, Campbell was pretty open and cool about it. I thought that was nice. Yeah. I mean, that's going back to – uh, what was that Ryan Miller when he was playing? Uh, oh, that was different, I think, though. But he came, he like came out to play that puck, if I'm remembering right. And then uh, what's his name? Ran it. Oh, it was a Lucic, right? Yeah. Ran, I don't know. I don't I, know. I think that Lucic was very, very much in the wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is a sitting duck, not expecting to be hit. You clocked <laughs> you him. Clocked him. Uh, and for for the last bit of news we have uh, tonight. Uh, the unfortunate passing of Mike Bossy, who passed away today at the age of 65. Uh, back in October, he announced that he had lung cancer and some facts uh, from his career. Uh, Bossy won the Stanley Cup with the Islanders four years in a row from 1979 to 1983. He scored more than 50 goals nine times straight. A feat goal scoring consistency no uh, sorry no other NHL player has passed. Uh, Wayne Gretzky came close, who only was able to manage it eight times straight, and but Gretzky had nine as well. Uh, so uh, our condolences to Mike Bossy and his family. I, I, I guarantee you we did talk about this uh, way back when he did come out, and uh, it's unfortunate that he. Uh, you know, passed away today. Yeah, terrible to see. Uh, if you ask me, one of the most underrated goal scorers in the league, like there's right. Wayne Gretzky, uh, Cordy Howe, Mario Lemieux, Yara Yager, Bobby Orr, like all those guys' names get tossed around left and right. Mike, Mike, uh, Bossy, Mike Bossy, you don't, you don't see them. that, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and he is one of the original dynasties on the New York Islanders. Like there, there's the Montreal Canadiens, the Toronto Maple Leafs, like the old school dynasties. And the Islanders were – one of those sneaky ones that no one really thinks about. Like, he, he really led that charge. Like, very underrated goal scorer and uh, very sad to see him pass. Kind of interesting. There must have been some news going around last week about, like, health issues with him and stuff because I told you, like, I was in a group chat and, and someone fired out there, like, oh, Mike Bossy passed away. And then, uh, they like, they started talking, like, oh, that's so terrible. And then, like, an hour later, and someone was like, Mike Bossy, not dead, by the way. Like, I think someone started, what? like, yeah, spreading a rumor online that he had passed and, like you see that sometimes with like fake fake deaths and, and things like that, so mm-hmm. um, it was really sad to see. But it, I was like, oh good, I'm I'm glad that he's doing all right. And now here this week, I'm like, Jesus, dude, wow. Christ, Jesus. So, um, yeah, wow. R.I.P. to him and uh, R.I.P. to Gilbert Gottfried too. Oh, I forgot about he passed that. away. Yeah. So uh, death comes in threes. They took uh, Bob Saget, Gilbert Gottfried, and there was one other comedian. Uh, when was Bob Norman? Saget? What's that? Norman? Norm? Norm McDonald? Norm McDonald? Yeah. Yep. Bob Saget, Norm McDonald, and uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, yeah. Wow. Shit. Yeah. I and I, I think 
Gilbert Gottfried posted a picture of him, Bob Saget, and one other guy. And uh, he was like, this picture, Gilbert said, this picture means so much to me now. And like, it's crazy to think of like how, how valuable life is. And then mm-hmm. now that picture means even more where all three of the guys in the photo are all gone. So it's crazy. It's crazy the things that come up like after someone's death, you know, like Gilbert Gottfried. I haven't heard that name in years. His voice is so iconic, dude. It's, yeah. Uh, so funny, dude. So it, annoying, but it's so funny. But, like, he passes away, and then all these photos are just like, yeah, this guy's a great guy. I'm like, you've never talked about him once, you know? Just, like, you get photos of, like. What, you got buddies that know Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah, there's a few friends that just, like, yeah, I got to meet Gilbert Gottfried. I'm a huge fan of his. I'm like, dude, you never brought him up once, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, if you had one good experience with a guy, you'd be like, dude, he was great he when was I met him. Guy. He was a great guy, you yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like. That's how that works. Right. No one ever talks shit about dead people unless you're like a real fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna be like, no, Gilbert Godfrey's a fucking scumbag, dude. I asked him to sign my hat, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> this is what happens, you know? No, yeah. Ugh. I don't know. But yeah, recipes to everyone. It's been it's been I feel like is it age? Are we getting to that point now or just like people you knew growing up are just like I'm talking down. about age and Getting old and I'm, I'm old. being old. I'm old, old. man. I'm, yeah. I'm 31. I'm so old. 32. Fucking bitch. It's the new 62, <laughs> you know? Getting close to oh, retirement right now. You wish, dude. I'm You're going to be working until you're 70. I wish, yeah. Just like me. 80, yeah. We'll both be working on the railroad. Road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but we so. got uh, two weeks until the last regular season game, May 1st. Uh, I think we'll do uh, like a halfway playoff dive next week, and then we'll do a full one the following week and give our picks and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, that what you're thinking? Yeah, it'll be a good move. The West is just so weird right now, whereas I feel like today, I feel like we could have been talking about like at least the Eastern Conference. Cause yeah, the East is going to be gonna set gonna probably move, by the yeah. time this episode drops. But the West in two weeks, it could look totally different from like what we see right now. So like, ah, the best move is to like, kind of wait you know, and maybe talk about it. Movies to talk about it next week, and then the following week after that, after the two weeks, really, really put a deep dive into everything, you know? Yeah, so I'm looking at it now, right? So it looks like the Predators and the Stars are fighting, along with the Kings and the Golden Knights. And the Canucks have a chance, but I, I, I wouldn't say that they're anywhere close. Mm-hmm. So let's look at it. Let's, let's assume the Canucks are out. I don't think they're going to get it done. No. All right, so you got Kings, Golden Knights, Stars, and Predators. Let's, let's see what you think for the two teams out of those four to get in. Kings, so like Knights, Kings, stars, Knights, stars, Predators. I don't know what the hell's going on with the Kings. Mark Stone was actually, actually just came back, so I wonder if he's going to add to anything. That's on the Knights. That's what I'm saying. You said Kings. Oh, sorry, Knights. Uh, so, just for Mark Stone coming back, I kind of pushing toward the Knights here. I kind of want to see the Knights kind of just come out of nowhere. I think that the Golden Knights right now, uh, as a day one fan, um, <laughs> as a day one fan, this is how I feel. Uh, they haven't well, had even the... day one. It was like before they were even yeah. an organization <laughs> fan. Like Vegas again, team. I'm in. Yeah. Buy the hat. Ship it. I remember going to the league we're in. We played together, and I came in like Chris. You know, you know, NHL just. Uh, just came out and said they're going to make a, another team called the Vegas Golden Knights. I had the foam finger. And here he is with the <laughs> fucking Vegas Golden Knights hat. I'm like, dude, they just announced a team Foam today. finger, the fucking double beer hat <laughs> with the cans. Um, I think that as a, as a Knights fan, I, I think they haven't been in this situation yet. They've been spoiled. They've only known success. They haven't had to fight and grind to get into these playoff spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their only real chance 
is for the Kings to really take a, a nosedive with this Drew Drew Doughty situation. Yeah. Um. So I think personally, it's going to be the Predators and the Stars. I think they're going to be in such a bloodbath battle, and I I think it's just going to be those two teams, and it's yeah. going to end up being five and three, like I mentioned earlier this year. Right now, it is technically five and three, but like five teams from one division and three from another, from another. Right. Um. But we'll see. I, yeah. I, I'm 100% with you. I just like the underdog factor. I, I think, yeah, I think that Vegas isn't going to be able to get over the hump, and I think the Kings, this Drew Doughty injury is going to hit them hard. Mm-hmm. The Stars have been playing really good, but they're pretty shaky, so I think they're going to be first-round exit. Right. Um, and then the Predators, man, like Roman Yossi put that team on his back. Roman Yossi is to the Predators what uh, Taylor Hall was to the Devils that season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's just how I feel, but we'll see. Uh, we do have a picks from the beginning of the season, too. We can tackle those next week, too. Ooh, we'll check those out. Nice. See we'll where we're at. Put that down in your notes. So yeah, you can absolutely. We'll, we'll see if the Flyers and the uh, Islanders will be meeting in the conference finals like I predicted. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Flyers, Islanders. I love it. We'll see. Stanley Cup. Who do you got for the Stanley Cup, Flyers? Fuck you, dude. Montreal Canadiens going to win the Cup this Go season. Go to bed. Yeah. Go to bed. First round exit for the Canadiens. Yeah, Carey Price. Price Price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, with that said, though, uh, you, oh no, we can't wrap it up yet. We still got a shot to do. Oh boy, we it's do. Like the third week, we keep forgetting about the shot. We do have to do the shot. We you do sure? have to do the shot. Okay. We got a water. <laughs> I don't want to do this, dude. Peanut butter jelly's gross. You could have done what I did, dude. Tell you want to tell the listeners what you did. All right, so there's a coworker of mine today that brought up a mix shot, and he's called he calls it fire and ice. I've never heard of it. Chris has heard of it. It's a shot, and it is half. Uh, it is half fireball and half menthol mint McGillicuddy. Disgusting. And so I'm gonna go for it. He says it's really good. Let's take mouthwash and mis- mix it with cinnamon. Cinnamon. Ugh. Good let's luck. Fi- well, let's find out together. You oh. get you get to yeah this yeah is, roll up your sleeves I gotta roll up my <laughs> sleeves for this one this this might be a, uh, this might be a battle I also tonight. filled my shot really high I'm very disappointed in myself <laughs> I always save myself a little bit mm-hmm. cheers buddy cheers. good luck to both of us hey. oh yeah oh yeah that's, oh, that's good. good that's really good. Oh. That was really good. I'm not doing it. I, I couldn't imagine doing that. That was really good. You hurting right there? No, no. I'm saying I couldn't imagine doing oh, really? the fire and ice, dude. Wow. That just sounds foul. Wow. I'll promote this. That that was good. Half fireball, half uh, McGillicuddy's menthol mint. That was good. Ugh. Want to give it a go? No, absolutely not. Next week, everyone. Next week, we're going to do a uh, another fire and ice shot. Yeah, you can. Enjoy. Oh, I will. A hundred percent. That was that was really fucking good. That was one of the best shots I've had on here. So good. We don't exactly buy the quality shots. No, here. we do not. <laughs> it's it's by far like the lowest quality you could find shots on here. Besides the shots that we had when we originally started this whole thing, which was the uh, Apple um, Moonshine. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's not even shots. That's like you could you could fill me up like a solo cup. And yeah, I'll, I'll chug that thing down. Ugh. What? I'm good. All right. Uh, oh, my God. Want me to call it out? Sure. Okay. Uh, with that said, everyone, uh, thanks for listening in. Um, 
Oh, before I say anything, I, I was putting up the website. I'm waiting to get verified on the website to put everything up. We have the hoodies. We have the shirts. We are talking about getting more merch on there. So there is a push for it. I've just been insanely busy as of late. But uh, there is a push. So God willing, that website is up soon. And... Um, Okay, now let's call us up. So thank you, everyone, for listening in on uh, the Post to Post podcast. Uh, please like and subscribe on our YouTube at Around the Boards for Spotify and Apple listeners. Uh, more Mic'd Up with Matt will be up on Around the Boards. Uh, everyone, have a great week. Have a great Easter. Well, we'll be dropping on Monday, but I hope everyone had a great Easter who, uh, who celebrates it. And with that said, uh, good night, guys. Happy Easter. Happy Marathon Monday. Peace. Bye.